the Better Brew Podcast. Calling all business owners, busy bees, and wannabes. If you're here, you're in the right place. I'm Stephanie Huffman, owner of Bosco, Bailey, a business, and a bursa. Each week, I'll take you behind the barista bar and share with you the recipes for juggling the lattes of life while looking for that perfect blend. Welcome to the best 20 minutes of your week. Now let's get down to business. The Better Brew Podcast was started for people like you and me. We're trying to run a business, a home, and a life. Contrary to what some people might think, it's not easy, and sometimes we're just faking it as we're trying to juggle all of those plates. Restaurants, eateries, and bars took a huge hit when the pandemic came on the scene and shut them down. Job loss for staff was off the charts, and business owners quickly had to pivot or find themselves closing their doors. Today's guest was one of those business owners, and I can't wait for you to meet her. A two-time entrepreneur who's described as an eternal optimist and always delivering on her promises. We'll talk about aligning yourself with the right people to make your vision happen and what you need in order to overcome adversity. So let's meet her. Hey, Robin. Hello, Stephanie. <laughs> so good to have you here. Welcome. I'm so glad I'm good I, to be I'm here. I'm so glad I caught you right before happy hour because that means we're both going to be very happy. I'm famous for saying when we were sitting around a happy hour, it was the best part of your week. And so I'm hoping today I'm going to say the best part of my week was what I just did. <laughs> yes, we would love to hear that. Let's make it so. Okay, so you don't just own one business, you own two, but we're going to start talking about the first one first. Yep. Is that good? Uh, so you live in one end of town and you find yourself spending most of your time in another part of town and you realize your area that you live in could really use some help in the food and drink side of things. And you're sitting around one day and you just nonchalantly say to your partner, so you want to open a bar? Because <laughs> everybody says that, right? Right. So I know you were actually thinking about opening one in St. Croix and I'm glad you didn't because I love what you've created. Tell me about how that all happened. Yeah, well, you're right. We live in an area of, of town that wasn't seeing the same kind of growth yet that some other parts of town were getting. And so what that growth means is more bars, more restaurants. And so, yeah, we had to leave our neighborhood all the time to to have access to those kind of resources and the places we wanted to go. So we thought that um, if we solved our own problem, maybe we would be solving that problem for other people as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, because that's kind of what we do for fun. We eat and drink for fun and we know what kind of experience we enjoy and we wanted to create that for the people in our community. Um, you know, just a relaxing neighborhood pub where people want to hang out with their friends or they want to sit around the bar and make new friends, play some darts, listen to some really good music on our playlist, uh, eat simple but delicious food, not your typical bar food, and just have a lot of laughs. So we, uh, our whole purpose was to build a gathering place for the craft beer and good food crowd. 
And that's a very different crowd that you taught me from the I'll have another Pabst Blue Ribbon, please. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. You get a you get a different type of of person. And, um, you know, if I'm on a boat all day, I'm drinking Coors Lights and I'm pounding them. But if I want to sit back and just chill and, you know, have some quality conversation, I want to have a quality beer that drink that tastes like something. Yeah. Kind of like that French experience of the coffee and the croissant or the wine and the croissant takes time. It's an experience. It's not just food and drink. Right. And I think you guys have really done a good job of that. Um, what I love about your story is how you really have a, you have a knack for just doing things right on the front end. And I admire that because I don't think that's typical of a, of an entrepreneur in the real world on a day-to-day basis. I don't, I don't think this is the usual. For, right from the beginning, you hired a consultant. Most people don't do that. They aren't willing to invest up front. And you happen to be an expert in writing proposals, which is cool. And that's your other business. And then you wrote this plan and presented it to the bank. And they say, oh my gosh, this is the best proposal we've ever seen. But you didn't stop there. You went and met with the town councilman to share your idea. And then he lays out his master plan and it like dovetails perfectly. And he happens to be a beer guy. I mean, uh, I mean, this is, this is, this is how the universe works in my life. It's like, if things are meant to be, then people and things will cross your path. And, um, and it just kind of works that way. And I was really just brought up not to be a half-asser, right? So if you're gonna, if you're gonna go and do something, then commit to it and do the best that you can do. And do it right on the front end. Do, do it, it right, right on the front end. I'm, I'm way more about being proactive than being reactive. Reactive is stressing. Um, so I've just learned that if I want to be good at something, then surround yourself with people that are good at it. Well, take me, take me back to the, you're sitting at this other bar with this councilman and he like rolls out his blueprint and you must've been thinking, what was that like? It was, it was really funny because part of our, the consultant that we hired to help us with the business plan, part of her coaching us was get out there in social media and start talking about coming soon we're building a craft, you know, beer tap room in your neighborhood, get people talking, get people interested. And that's when we got the call from Jeff, um, Syracuse, our councilman, and said, hey, uh, I'm the councilman in this district, and you're talking about putting a bar here, a craft beer bar. Um, let's get together yeah. and talk about that. So that's cool, because you did what she said, and then he called you. Yes. Yeah. So he calls us. And so we, of course, meet down at the Flying Saucer, right? And where all the beers. And we thought he was, you know, he was there to listen to us. And, and he did. And he sat there and he heard everything that we said. And he was just so excited. But then on the seat next to him that we didn't see was this whole big binder of, and, and, and this whole layout, right? And he picks it up. And he goes, well, it just so happens that I have an entire uh, plan for <laughs> this part of Donaldson, you guys would be a perfect fit. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. So I'm like, so it wasn't, it wasn't just us talking to him. He had something to offer us too, in terms of these are the plans. 
So if you want to put something somewhere, this would be a really good place to. Not that I'm telling you, but I'm telling you. If you were. Not that I'm telling you, but I'm telling you. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it really did solidify where we knew we wanted to put it. And speaking of where you put it, when I was trying to find you and put you in the googlies and did the GPS. I was like, when I pulled up, I'm like, what? <laughs> How did you, would, would, tell me about when you saw it. Cause that's, bef- that was after you did all the good stuff to it. So I can't imagine when you walk in, you're like, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah, same. Had that same reaction. <laughs> We're just like, well, hmm. Okay. We had looked at other things that would still be in that same area, other buildings. Um, but they needed too much work or didn't have enough parking. Uh, we put a bid in on one and then I cried for three days. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> it just, it, you know, my gut was telling me, Nope, that wasn't the right thing to do. And wow. again, stay small, right? Just go in with the low overhead. And so when we finally said, fine, let's, let's go look at this. The rent is, is cheap. It's, um, it's not where we want to be, but let's go look at it. And we walked in and it gets the afternoon sun right through all those windows. Yeah, yeah. it does. It, this was December, January. And so it was cold outside, but it was so warm inside, literally. And when we walked in there, it just felt right. I mean, we wow. were looking around and yeah, it was like, a drop ceiling and some crappy old carpet and, you know, just offices that were empty, didn't mean anything. And yeah. And we're like, but it's got this great afternoon sun. We're in the corner of it. And it's like, rent is affordable. And Jennifer and I just looked at each other and said, it's not ideal, but look at all the parking. And, you know, and and I didn't even think about it until you just said this, but with you getting the afternoon sun, the sunset, talk about a perfect happy hour. Right, right, right. I mean, you can't write this stuff. I know, I know. So it just all kind of, it all just felt really good. And I, I go by my gut. I'm, I'm very much, um, fly by the seat of my pants, um, directed by a higher power kind of, it's meant to be, it's meant to be, you know, and it's like, it feels good. Let's do it. It is what it is. And here we go. It is what it is. Here we go. <laughs> so here you're, you're trucking right along. You hit your fifth anniversary. You got your stride. I think you mentioned one time when we were talking that you really, after two years, you're like, at first two years are like drinking out of a fire hose, but then you just hit your stride. You've hired all the people. You get people who know what they're doing and your sales are up 9% which you taught me is huge in the food industry. Right. And you hit 2020 and you're like, oh, this is our year. <clears throat> We're going to pay back these loans and the COVID game. And the COVID. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were getting a little cocky turning that corner into <laughs> 2020 thinking, woohoo, this is gonna be our year. And um, <clears throat> life has a way of, of, of knocking you off that pedestal. Um, wow. But you know, it was, it was, it was hard. It's like, oh, oh, oh no, what are we going to do? But the, the, the priority for us, because, you know, I have the other business, 
um, we don't rely on homegrown for our income. Um, we don't take any money out of homegrown. We just keep putting it back in. And so, so for that, you know, uh, that puts us in a lot better position than some people who do rely on that business for their entire income. Um, so our priority really was our staff and how do we keep them, how do we keep paying them? How do we keep them in business? How do we keep them in a job? Um, you know, how are we going to pay the bills that are, you know, ones that we, the rent, you know, um, our loans, those, those type of things. Uh, and last year, luckily last year, I had joined um, Entrepreneurs Organization and they were on it, like right from the get-go. There was webinar after webinar after webinar for bringing in all of their strategic partners who were bankers and consultants and, you know, financial advisors and tax, tax wow. people to come in and talk to all of us about, you know, what we needed to do, what the PPP meant, what these EIDL loans were, you know, what kind of stimulus packages were out there. How should we lay off our staff? Do we furlough our staff? You know, all of these things. Man, they really walked you through that stuff. Totally. I mean, that's if, crazy. If we had not had that, yeah. I, I, it would have been much harder. Um, so, I mean, we, we really were only shut down for two weeks and then it, we were able to do, you know, takeout and we already had the capabilities to do that. We had already stood up a, a takeout service. And so it was, it was easy for us to pivot to that. Um, and then it was just, you know, selling gift cards for future use. <laughs> right. Please buy our gift card. Yeah. <laughs> Support your local pub. Yeah. And we started doing virtual homie hours and, you know, we got a Venmo account called help a homie. So, you know, <laughs> if people wanted to, you know, tip our servers and stuff like that. Oh, how creative is that? That's fantastic. Yeah. Cause your name is homegrown tap room. And so the listeners would be like, homie, <laughs> yeah, homegrown yes. tap room. Well, you, you have a way of making it sound and look so easy. And I'm sure people listening would be like, man, all the stars align for her. And there's just fairy dust and everything is just so simple. And she does everything right up front. And I don't even think I like her anymore because I'm feeling <laughs> inferior. And I know that you, I have heard you say, <clears throat> we just do what we do and stay in our lane. And I think that is such great advice. Is there something you've learned over time that taught you that? Or have you just always been like that? How did you arrive at that balance? Early in my career, you know, early, I was in my early thirties, you know, we're all faking it till we make it at that point. And um, so I was going to work and, you know, playing the part. And my boss, I had a boss that said to me, he goes, you know, Robin, I get, I get the sense that you're a lot more fun outside of work than, than you are here, that you have a much bigger personality than you bring to work. And I was just like, okay. Oh, that's so funny. What do you say to that? Well, it irritated me at first, right? I was just like, you don't know me. Um, and, 
but he was right, you know, because I thought I was, I was dressing up, you know, I thought I was dressing up. I was going to my corporate America job and I was acting like I thought corporate America people had to act. And he just kind of pointed out to me that I could be more. So it was at that point that I just started being more authentic. Wow. Being more myself and doing that little bit at a time, you know, making friends with coworkers and then seeing, well, that played out okay, you know, and telling, you know, revealing a little bit more about yourself, getting to know people. Okay, well, that went well. That didn't go badly. And, you know. Oh, how funny. Very strategic. Well, it was like, you know, because, you know, I'm gay. And so, like, that's the biggest thing, right? Here I am living in the South. And I didn't know how that was going to all play out. So, so, but just that eventual kind of coming out, letting, blooming, I guess, you know, and everything just went from there. Um, and it was, it was such a, a change in my career, <clears throat> getting comfortable in my own skin. And, you know, it, it really comes with age too. I agree. I think so too. I really do. If I could tell my 25 year old self, Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just realize, you know, how much, how worst case scenario you've always been thinking <laughs> your whole life. Yeah. And then when none of that happens, you just get braver. Right. Cause you're just like, well, that didn't happen. So, okay. Next. <laughs> Next. Next on the list. Well, we've got a lot of stuff already that we've covered that's fantastic, but I know there's a lot more. And I was going to ask if you wouldn't mind sticking around. I'd love to stick around. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, special thanks to Robin for sticking around. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode, which is part one of two. Can't wait to have you back next week when you join us where we finish our conversation with Robin and talk about a crisis she experienced at the age of 20 when she suddenly lost her mom unexpectedly and how she learned to cope. We'll also talk about how she juggles a home and a life. And of course, we wouldn't forget her Better Blend tip. If you are enjoying the Better Brew podcast and want to be a part of our online community, hop on over to the Patreon and find me, Stephanie Huffman. VIP members always are provided some special perks that I know you'll enjoy. And if you're an Instagram fan or a social media buff, you can find me there too, Stephanie Huffman, or find the Better Brew podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you about questions you'd like me to ask or guests you'd like to have on our show. We look forward to seeing you soon. And that, my friends, is what's been brewing in my brain this week. Can't wait to hear what's been brewing in yours. See you next week on the Better Brew Podcast. I'm Stephanie Huffman, wishing you not only a fantastic week, but that you'll find a better blend.